Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Would you pray for me for a moment? We love you. We'll never stop. Can't live without you. Oh, God, help us. Lift your hands right now and just receive the presence of the Lord. I feel him. I can feel him. Minister to your people, Lord. Bless your name. We love you. We love you. We'll never stop, God. Can't live without you. Jesus. We love you. Hallelujah. Can't get enough. Oh, yes. One more time. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We'll never stop. Can't live. Jesus. We love you. Can't get enough, God. All this. I still feel it. We got to do it again, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Let the Holy Ghost rest on you. Let the Holy Spirit rest on you. Hallelujah. Crescendo that. Let the Holy Spirit rest on you. Let the Holy Spirit rest on you. Let the Holy Ghost rest on you. Don't be afraid of Holy Ghost. Don't be afraid of Holy Spirit. And they were all in one place and on one accord. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Thank you for touching your people, refreshing your people. Early in the morning, we bless you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. Now put your hands together and welcome the Holy Ghost in the room. We're living in the age of the spirit. We celebrate the exalted Christ, his outpouring, the outpouring of his spirit 
on Pentecost and the implications of the outpouring of the Spirit for our age. Our age of history, human history, church history. So let's talk about some main benefits that God has set for us to enjoy as a result of the Holy Spirit, the advent of the Holy Ghost. Remember, this is the age, not of Aquaria. It is the age of the Holy Spirit. And you'll see all kinds of counterfeits. This is not the age of capitalism or the age of socialism. It is the age of the Holy Spirit. There are three feasts of the nation of Israel the church accepts and celebrates. There are actually seven feasts that Israel celebrates from the time of Moses uh, to some degree even now by the Orthodox Jews. The Orthodox, Orthodox Jews. But the Church of Jesus Christ celebrates three feasts. The first one is called the Feast of Passover. Please write it down. The Feast of Passover. The second one is called the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles. And the third is called the Feast of Pentecost. When we look at the Feast of Passover, it is a festival of freedom. It commemorates the ancient Hebrews, their departure from Egypt and bondage into the promised land. But that night when they were delivered from the bondage of the Egyptian ruler, they call it Passover because when the angel of death came through, God says, if I see the blood over your doorpost or your lintel, I'll pass over you. It was an eight-day holiday festival, including dietary laws. They had to eat a certain meal in their homes and dress up like they were ready to go. So I want you to think about you get dressed in the morning, you kind of dress down in the evening when you eat, but they had to dress up when they ate this meal like they were getting ready to leave and go on a trip. It was held in the home on the first two nights, the last two days, was observed as holy days. We celebrate the feast of Passover, we call it Easter or Resurrection Day, and that's what you need to see. We, we believe in the resurrection of our Lord. And so the Christian church connects with this festival. The second feast is called the Feast of Tabernacles. It was the harvest festival. It usually happened in the fall. Thanking God and giving God praise for a bountiful harvest. The children of Israel would move into their front yard in a booth or in a tent. It lasted for over seven days as well. Move out of their plush homes into a tent in the front yard giving God praise for his benefits. Today, 
the Christian church celebrates the Feast of Tabernacles because we know that the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. But pray to the Lord of the harvest. The focus is on the one, hallelujah, the one who died for Samaria, the one who met the woman at the well, the one who said, if you knew who was sitting here with you, who were asking you to give him water, hallelujah, you would have asked of me to give you water. And if I give you water, hallelujah, it will spring up in your life unto everlasting life. The woman, when she found Jesus, she went into Samaria and almost the whole community got saved. She became one of the greatest fiery, flaming evangelists that Samaria has ever seen. We worship God during the Feast of Tabernacles. It will be a good thing for our church to bind and connect with other churches during this time, usually in the month of September. I know our women uh, have their women's awakened conference during that moment now around September now it used to be in November They've moved it to September in the ninth month you birth you give birth in the ninth month expect the feast The feast of tabernacles to give God glory for the harvest for the new birth and the new growth You don't wait to January you started in September Do you remember? And then the third Feast is the Feast of Pentecost. Write it down, 50 days after Passover. He spoke to Moses and said, I want you to count seven feasts, seven Sabbaths, I'm sorry. It commemorates Moses receiving the Torah, receiving the books, the Torah, the, the commandments, the Ten Commandments from God, from Mount Sinai. Now think about it. The Feast of Pentecost is really celebrating the Torah or the word. God decided to send his spirit when it was fully come. When the feast, as you celebrate the word, was fully come, they were all in one place. And on the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, or the celebration of the word of God being released. Here comes the Holy Ghost. Why? He testifies of the word. A lot of people think the Holy Ghost is just supposed to give us power, power, Lord. But the Holy Ghost really is here to echo and to testify and to strengthen the teaching that you receive. So the more Holy Ghost you get, the more you should be able to believe the word, even during hard times. Nobody's expecting us to be super Christians. Nobody's expecting you to be happy when you're sad. That's why we need the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And when you don't have strength, that's fine. But depend, plunge into the pool of God's presence and let the Holy Spirit sodden you, wet you up and get you ready for the next trial that you're going to face or the next worship service. Holy Ghost is not here just to get us ready for the next trial, but he teaches us how to give God the glory. Hallelujah. Let's talk about the extraordinary benefits of the outpouring at Pentecost. I read to you the message out of uh, uh, Acts chapter 2. I would encourage you to read the entire chapter this week as we celebrate Pentecost. Remember, 50, uh, tumultuous 
and uh, scary time for the people of God because Jesus ascended off of the Mount of Olives and he ascended into the heavens. There he sits on the right hand of the Father on high and make intercession as the high priest of the church for all of us. But those 50 days, there was no presence of God in the earth. After Jesus left, I want you to think about it. After Jesus left, there's no presence. Holy Ghost hadn't come. And there was no physical manifestation of God in the earth. And in those 50 days, the disciples even stopped following God. And went back to doing what they were doing before they met Jesus. I want you to think about that. Peter, after he didn't feel the presence of God, notice, we know that he denied Jesus three times. When the heat got on. Lord, I'll never leave you. I'll never hit you. How many of you, when you're young Christians, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I believe in Jesus and I believe the name. And the trial hit us. Oh, oh, my God. I don't even know if this is real. How many of you ever been there? We're not cutting you down. Just think about it. Your faith is here one day. And you check it again. The faith is nowhere to be found. Because it depends on how far you've gone through a trial or what you've had to face. Or how big disappointments are. That's why we don't give up on people because they go through last year. Or we don't give up on them because they're going through something this year. We keep on moving and we keep on embracing because God can turn it around. Come on, say it later in the midnight hour. God can turn it around. He can work in your favor. Come on, clap your hands. He's turning around now. He's turning it around now. I said he's turning it around now. The devil should have got you before you came in here. But because you're here, I decree and declare Holy Ghost is here. Holy Ghost is encouraging. Holy Ghost is picking in. Hallelujah. He's touching your heart. Glory to God. Come on, wave your hands in the air. Like you care about the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Peter denied him when the heat got on. I don't even know you. A girl said, you sound like what? What? You sound like you've been with the master. What? And they saw the way they were beating him with the canonine, the way the Roman soldiers were beating him. He didn't want that. He said, no, I'm not with him. Bible says they pressed him a little bit and he started using profanity. Rock'em, shock'em, shik'em, shoo'em. Some thought he was speaking in tongues, but the Holy Ghost didn't come yet. He was cussing them out. Like some of us do when we, the Holy Ghost is in prison. We start reverting back to who we used to be. All of a sudden, the cock crows, the rooster crows, and he's reminded of what Jesus told him. You, you boasted big when the heat wasn't on. But as soon as the, the fiery trial hit, I told you, before the cock crows thrice, you will deny me thrice. Peter was so hurt by this that he failed. Like many of us, when we fail God, we get hurt. You know what he did? He stopped coming to the synagogue. I'm not going there no more. Whatever the hurt is. I don't like it reminds me of the hurt. The synagogue reminds you of the hurt. 
Or are we just absent of this presence of God? Because the synagogue is not the place of hurt. It's the place of healing. I want you to think about that. And how emotions can mess up our hearts. To even doubt scripture. God is never pushing you away. The enemy pushes you away. The enemy pushes you away from God's house. But I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go. Into the house of the Lord. And if you don't have that expression, you need to know the enemy is working with whatever emotion it is to keep us from the house of God. Peter was so hurt by his own failure that he reverted. I can't go there no more. They're going to laugh at me. Everybody knows my sin. They all heard me say I don't know him. Scripture says he went back to doing, to fishing like he was doing. When Jesus called him and asked him to use his boat before he became a fisher of men. Glory to God. Those 50 days, just 50 days, we're talking about a month and a half, a little over a month and a half. The people without the presence of God reverted back to their old selves. What do you think would happen to us today in 50 days if we stop worshiping God? The Holy Ghost is with us and we can still see a decline in our spiritual walk with God after 50 days of not reading scripture or having a desire to be in the presence of the Lord. Regardless of a pandemic or whatever has happened, there has to be a panting after the Lord. As the deer pants, Psalm 42, after, after, as the deer pants for the water brook, so does my soul long for you, God. Even in a thirsty land, I long for you. If that's not your testimony, we need more Holy Ghost. And so I want to talk about several things, several benefits of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Totally, total chaos in the regions with, region without Jesus being there, being a comfort to his disciples, and there is no Holy Ghost. But by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the gospel, the good news, please write it down, is unleashed. The power of the gospel is unleashed from on high. And the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout. And so with the release of the word comes the release of the Holy Spirit. You don't see the good news or the gospel uh, preached on a large scale until after the Holy Ghost. Has been released. Prior to Pentecost, the gospel was confined to small groups, to small denominations, to cultural and uh, geographical locations, limited to Jerusalem, limited to spaces, limited to where Jesus was physically, limited to the nation of Israel. But when the Holy Ghost came, hallelujah, it opened up the gospel to regions unknown. Prior to the gospel, prior to the Holy Ghost coming, the outpouring of the Spirit. The gospel was limited, but because they out of the outpouring of the Spirit, the gospel now can be preached throughout the end of the world. They put on the screen 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8. Look at it. 
For from you, the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Acacia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. Because of the Holy Spirit, it's not limited to one church, to one denomination. Some people feel like their denomination is the only one that got it. But you didn't read this. If the Holy Ghost is here, you can't limit it to one church or one denomination. Holy Ghost is pushing the word throughout the world. Why is he greeting the world? Why is he greeting the world like on the day of Pentecost? Welcome. Here's my salutation. I am the Holy Ghost. I was sent by God, likened unto the Father and the Son, to testify of the word of Jesus. I am your friend. Don't be afraid. Come unto Jesus, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Take the yoke of Christ on you and learn, and I will give you the Sabbath that you're trying to receive in a day. You need to understand that Sabbath is a person. That day is now Christ. If you get in Christ, you'll rest. You'll be able to sleep. Insomnia will be driven out. You will rest in your soul. What a greeting from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The whole world is his target now. Not just the nation. Glory to God. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 5 and 6. Colossians 1, verse 5 and 6, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before the word, or heard before in the word of truth of the gospel. Look at the next verse. Which has come to you, as it is also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit. Look at that. Because the word is preached, it is causing fruit to abound. That's one of the reasons why the enemy don't want you to embrace the Holy Ghost. Because when he comes, he spreads the word. He takes the word and spreads it into other fields. Glory to God. And the enemy don't want you to get the word. Because if you ever get the word and come out of whatever the devil is doing. And you begin to speak the word and not just friend, building friendships. You're going to see fruit abound. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Look at the word. As it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. So the Holy Spirit takes the word to your ear and then to your heart so you can abound as well. Without Holy Ghost, there's some things you won't understand about God. Well, why did this happen? You get stuck there. And why did that happen? You'll be stuck in the whys of life. When God wants you to move into the truth and you shall know it, not intellectually, just like you don't need to know, have any degree to know if you're in love or not. You just know. You just know something happened along the way and something happened to your attitude. You just know. Whoa. Whoa. I used to walk past her. Now I linger. Nobody has to give you a degree. 
You don't need some PhD. Well, well, why? You know. God says that when you know me, hallelujah, when you know me, nothing can stop you. And Holy Ghost helps you to know him. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost makes him real to you. Come on, give God the glory and the praise. Because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We who live in distant lands can now hear the gospel and bear fruit. Notice there's no barrier to the word because of the Holy Ghost. If you're in prison, he can still push it to you. If you're in an abusive relationship, he can still. If you're in the midst of grief, he can still push it there. No barrier. You can be on a lonely island called Patmos, and the word will show up there. Glory to God. You could have just gone through a divorce and the word will show up there. Somebody could have hurt your heart and the word and the glory will show up in your life. You could have just heard something from the doctor that you don't like. And here comes the word of God pushed in, ushered in by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. There is no barrier to the Spirit's reach. Hallelujah. Even over all of the waters. Notice. When God reconstructs the world and the spirit of God moved upon the deep. All depths were covered by the spirit. Two thirds of the world at one time. He laid over it, hovered over the depths. Glory to God. It didn't matter how big the mess is or how deep the mess is. You need to know Holy Ghost prepares the atmosphere for the word of God to be spoken over your life. And God can restore everything that the devil has stole from you. Come on, give God praise for the Holy Spirit. The second thing I want to give you is this. Because of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. This is going to help you. Jesus has joined. Jesus has joined. Jesus has joined his ministry to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because of the outpouring, Jesus took his earthly ministry and he infused it with the work of the Holy Ghost. I want you to think about that. Jesus is on the earth, 12 disciples, those 12 disciples became at least 100, over 120 on the day of Pentecost. But multitudes followed him. But it was 120 that were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. So think about it, the 12 turned into 120. I wish we had those kind of numbers that our 12, 12 of you, every 12 can turn into 120. G12. If you really let the Holy Ghost touch you, amen, each one of you can bring 12 people to the house of the Lord this year. Each one of you. I've ministered to thousands of people, but you can get 12. And they will do what you do if you ever caught the power of the Holy Ghost. It won't be like, well, I'm going to church. My husband don't want to go, but I'm going anyway. You'll have 12 people saying, we go on with you. It wouldn't be like, well, I don't know. My wife don't really want to get up. You'll be like, there are 12 calling your house. You going to church? Well, we want to go too. If you ever embrace Holy Ghost, there will be less conflict in the house of the Lord because you'll be so busy. Guess what? Anytime a new baby is introduced to a house, a new baby... People don't argue as much because the baby takes over. You got to clean the baby. You got to, everybody starts helping out with the baby, right? That's what happens in a church when new people come in. 
We don't have time to be sitting there talking about you wore this. Look what she's look at her earrings. Oh, she's got an attitude. You don't have all of that conversation. We get with what God is doing and we stop critiquing each other. Do you know glory can come into a house so much so that the priest can't see flaws? When Solomon dedicated the temple, glory, the Shekinah showed up so much, the priest had to back up. They couldn't even see each other. And we need to have so much glory up in here where we don't see who came in, what they were wearing. I don't like tattoos. What's going on? You can have so much presence of God. You're never talking about those things. You're talking about the move of the spirit. Christ has joined his ministry to the spirit. He joined his ministry to the spirit. And our ministry shouldn't be joined to Facebook and tabloids and likes. But join your ministry to the ministry of the spirit. Whoever sits likes or put likes up on Facebook, we say we're good. But that doesn't mean God says good. A lot of time what God says good, man says I don't see that. The bread that he is is not wonder. It's unleavened. I'm trying to show you, you can't make Christianity beautiful. You can do things to make things better, to make the ambiance a little bit, but you got to make sure Holy Ghost is in the midst. Holy Ghost is in charge. The Spirit of God is speaking. I'm tying what I do to the power of the Holy Spirit. And God is not about a little group. God is always about the community and then the city and then the county and the state, nation and world. At Pentecost, Christ joined his ministry. You're going to see it in a moment to the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Advancing his saving ministry to the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Not only with that, but with great power. Glory to God. Look at 2 Corinthians 13 and 3 and 17. Now the Lord is the spirit. Now look at that. Look at the joining together. The Lord here is a reference to Jesus. Now the Lord, what Lord? Jesus who ascended is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is. In other words, Jesus didn't just say I'm gone. But he says I'm going and I will send one like my spirit is coming back. The same spirit that worked in Jesus. And if that spirit. Uh, the same spirit that worked in Jesus worked in you it will quicken your mortal body the, the spirit that raised him from the dead is the spirit that we're talking about and it is the spirit of Christ now I want you to see the joining together the Lord now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is the ministry of Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit you will be set free there is liberty when the spirit comes, not bondage, not even bondage from religion, not bondage with long dresses and hats and bondage where you got to move in a certain way. And ain't no earrings or no makeup because you got to be holy and look like you're holy. Let me tell you something about spirit. The Holy Spirit will make you dance. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost will tell you when you're going too far. Holy Ghost will tell you when you need to change your target. You'll step out and feel funny. I can't wear this no more. I got to give this to somebody or give it to goodwill, but I can't wear this no more because Holy Ghost is talking to me. Not some preacher pointing his finger. Not some church by law Holy Ghost is speaking and when the Holy Ghost speaks it's yay and amen you want long term change let Holy Ghost talk 
Glory to God. And that's what we need to do. Stop preaching so hard and let the Holy Ghost speak. Glory to God. I pray that he's speaking even now. Somebody say amen. amen. Now the Lord is the spirit. Now the Lord is the spirit. Say that with me. Now the Lord is the spirit. Father is not on a big throne. Jesus is on a mediocre throne. Medium sized throne. Holy Ghost is on a small throne. That's not God. The Lord is the spirit. Same measure. The Lord is the spirit. He doesn't get the same reverence though. Thank God for Jesus. You can also I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I can give God praise for the Holy Ghost who's with us. Working in us. Moving through us. Guiding me. Manifesting truth. Bringing forth fruit in its season. My leaf is not withering because of the stream of the spirit. Whatever I do prospers because the Holy Ghost is flowing through me. I'm effective as a minister because of the ministry of the spirit. I join my efforts, my good news preaching with the power of the outpouring of the spirit. And fathers, you can do it in your home. I'm a father because of the spirit that works in me. I'm a good husband because the spirit is working through me. Why? I'm a good wife. I have the fruit of the spirit. Sometimes I don't feel like bearing good fruit. I don't even like the way he treats me, but because Holy Ghost is here. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. You can go beyond what you feel. You can manifest the fruit of the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For this reason, Jesus told his disciples. Oh, you got to look at it here. John chapter 16 and 7. What did he tell his disciples? John 16 and 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go. What, what, what do you mean? You, you're with us all the time. What do you mean it's to our advantage that you're absent? Nobody talks like that. Nobody tells their children, it's, it's to your advantage that you won't see me no more. It's to your advantage that I pass away. It's, no, it's to your advantage that you'll never be able to come in my room and get counsel. That's what it really means. But Jesus says, it's to your advantage that I go away from you. For if I do not go away, the helper, the one that will really assist you, the one that has no barriers, the one that doesn't need a person to come when he can come. He can come through the window. He can come through the crack of the wall. He can seep through a dream. He can ride with you in a car. Hallelujah. He can be with you when you go on a job. He can be with you when you shop. Hallelujah. In your relationships, he will wrap himself around you and then feel you and then speak through you. I wish somebody would say amen. Now the Lord is that spirit and it's to your advantage that I go. Because if I don't go, the helper won't come to you. But if I depart, if you go through this little separation, I will send him. Notice capital H. I will send him my spirit. Not a different spirit, not a little God. I will send him to you. Somebody say amen. amen. 
Glory to God and he is here. He is here. Even on the onset of this message, I could feel his presence when I started talking to him. And if you can ever step out of what you feel and start talking to the spirit, you'll feel his presence too. Christ lives and moves in his people by the indwelling of the spirit. If we come to Jesus, you need to know that God, Christ, is living in you. He dwells in your heart through and by his spirit. Jesus is in you based on his spirit. He doesn't have to be in bodily form. He's with you because the Lord is the spirit. Be filled with all of the fullness of God. Our last verse for today. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17 through 19. I'm going to be ministering on the Holy Spirit a little bit more later. Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. Look at the word. But Christ may dwell, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Christ may dwell in you. How can the bodily Christ dwell in me? It's the Lord is that spirit. The spirit of the Lord is the spirit of Christ. Christ dwells in your heart through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Notice this is what the spirit does now when Christ is in your heart. You can't just be a separatist because he roots and grounds you, makes you stationary in love. When you don't want to love, love will still pump through you. Glory to God. Look at the next verse may be able to comprehend when Christ is dwelling in your heart richly through the love, you will be able to comprehend what is comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height. Before you move forward, go back to verse 13. You will comprehend with all uh, verse eight, uh, yeah, 18. You will comprehend with all the saints the depth the width, the length, the width, the depth. Let me see. The width, the length, the depth, and the height. These are all dimensional terms. These are dimensional terms. Don't try to measure the Holy Spirit by feet and inches. It's, it's, it's in another dimension. I was telling somebody, talking to an electrician. I said, man, if I knew your, your, if I knew your job and knew the power of electricity, electricity, and I could talk about what's going on in the wall, the fire that's in the wall, and connection, and the power of electricity and how it works, I would be a bad preacher when it comes to talking about the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is that unseen power that's in the walls. Fire in the unseen. Thank you, Lord. And you cannot measure it. You just can't measure it. Like you can't measure him with inches and length. You got to, uh, inches and feet and, and yards. You got to see width, length, depth, and height. Okay? That's dimensional terms. And you need to have some strong mathematics if you saw the ocean and you were able to tell me how many gallons is in it. If you're measuring it by gall gallons, it will be very difficult to tell me the depth of it. Right? That's how Holy Ghost is. You don't even know how to describe him. The scripture says just like the wind blows. 
I was standing outside the other day in my backyard and I noticed that I saw the top of the trees blowing. But I didn't feel nothing until a few seconds later. The wind first blew in the top of the trees and there must have been a lower wind coming behind it. Good God from Zion. And sometimes when you see God bending it above you, you can already give him praise because the wind is about to blow on you. It's only a matter of time. If you open your eyes and see him dealing with the high minded and dealing with those in high positions and you feel low. It's only a matter of time that the same wind that was blowing in the top of the trees. You see it moving the grass. You see it moving the grass in the sand in a whirlwind. Somebody say amen. It doesn't matter how high or low you are. The Holy Spirit can touch you. Ooh, Jesus. It doesn't matter what you've done or how far you've gone, Holy Ghost. There's no barrier to the Holy Spirit. Yes. Glory to God. To understand, to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. Next verse, verse 19. And to know. The Bible says there are two levels of understanding. First, you can comprehend cognition, but then you will know that's intimacy. You will know the love of God, the love of Christ. You're not wondering about it. I don't know if he loved. You'll never ask that question. If you can comprehend with all saints, the width, length, depth, and height, then you will know the love of Christ. Look at this. It even passes knowledge. Because once you understand dimensions, and he talks about dimensions when he talks about his love, his love can never be exhausted. So you look at your sin and all you see is he's going to hit me and he's trying to let you know, I saved you. I helped you. I took you out. Others died and I kept you on the scene because I love you and I'm giving you another chance. He's not just a God of another chance. He's a second chance. He's a God of another chance and another chance and another chance and another chance. All of the days of your life is another chance. You don't find that love in length in terms of feet and inches. You find it in length, depth, width, and height. And to comprehend with all the saints. And to know the love of Christ. That passive knowledge and understanding that you may be filled with all. Look at this. The fullness of God. There's a dimension that God wants to take you in. But when the Holy Ghost takes over, we can't hear you. He just starts just the fullness of God is in you not cuss words and ad agitation and attitude and I'm just the diva and all this other stuff we need to see Holy Ghost I don't need to see no more divas I don't need to see Mac daddies I need people who are submitted to the Holy Ghost I believe that's the cry of the Holy Spirit can the church say amen Amen. Enough on that. Today, our hour is short. And I just wanted to give you, I have three more points as it relates to that. But I'll finish that at 11 o'clock. Maybe you want to tune in to get the rest of the story. Holy Ghost is moving. Come on, let's give God praise for the Holy Ghost. Ah. On the day of Pentecost, it is my uh, desire. I wish I can pray for all of you. Slap you with oil. And, but we did that earlier. I want you to take and anoint your families today and thank God for the power 
of Pentecost. Thank him for the privilege, the benefits, the powerful privilege of Pentecost. Because of Pentecost, the ministry of Jesus is infused with the Holy Ghost. And the Lord is that spirit. Watch this. And wherever his spirit is, there is liberty. There is freedom. And I just decree and declare freedom over your lives. All bondages are broken if you ever get the Holy Ghost on the scene. I mean, any shackle has to be released. Every demonic foe, every demonic shackle cannot stand in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I just felt a, a decree. Father, in Jesus' name, I destroy the shackles and the bondages off of your people and their sons. In Jesus' name. And their wayward daughters. In Jesus' name. Every shackle is broken. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And chains and fettles fetters I can hear them breaking now in the name of Jesus thank you God watch this even the shackles that's on their minds barriers that have been placed on their minds because of rebellion I break it in Jesus name hallelujah for this is the day of Pentecost and we celebrate the unlimited power of the Holy Ghost, who is not limited to our barriers. He can invade any space and we send it. We send him to every malady and problem in Jesus name. I got a call. God is opening up a door for me in New York out of Long Island. I got a call from a man who asked me uh, to bless. First of all, he asked me. This is a doctor. He asked me to bless his vehicle. I said, that's peculiar. Then he said, I want you to bless my house. I need an anointing on my house. I'm in Connecticut. And I drive from Connecticut back into the city. Then he said, I want you to send a blessing that God would help me to enter into another dimension of satisfaction on my job. I need better benefits. So my question is, why would you ask me down here in Florida to bless your house in Connecticut? He says, I'm a man of authority. And I understand authority. I can tell people to go and they go. And I can tell them to come and they come. But I believe God listens to you. You don't have to come to my house in Connecticut but if you just pray and send a word I believe God would touch my home do you all understand that you mean to tell me that God there are people in the earth that believe the word to that degree that if a word is released they can praise God in advance well, I'm telling you right now, I don't have to be in your circumstance. I don't have to know what you're feeling right now. But I hear the word of the Lord coming out of my mouth that things are going to be better for you today than they were yesterday. Can you just receive that? 
Receive that word from the Lord. Open up your heart to faith again. To faith, to believe. The burden that's on your heart will be lifted. And God will receive all glory, honor, and praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing. I honor you. Hallelujah. I honor you for the being a burden bearer, a yoke destroyer. Thank you for joining together with the ministry of Jesus. And we have been sent forth by Jesus. Join together with our efforts. Spread the good news around the world. Better days are here. Brighter days are with us. More insight and revelation is here. Faith is alive. Today we speak the word. Confirm it with miracles, signs, and wonders following. In Jesus' name. Amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.